Hey guys, welcome back to the Sassy and Safe podcast with your faves. Today we're going to talk about quarantine, corona. You know that Rona came to stay and we have all been in quarantine and a couple of people have some quarantine blues simply because there's this narrative going around that if you don't come out of quarantine with a spouse and kids, two doctorate degrees, a billionaire, and a mansion, you ain't saying nothing. (laughs) So yeah, we just wanted to have a little bit of discussion about what we think about it and how it's been affecting us. Do you have quarantine balloons? Let's talk about it. Ooh, child. The ghetto. Maddo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sassy and Safe podcast with your three favorite girls, Teresa, Kosi, and Esther. Three women, different walks of life with one goal. Please God. Bringing you conversations where kingdom meets culture. Are they ready? They're not ready. You guys, you, you don't have to. Like, you can actually come out of the quarantine and not have a second business like it's okay (laughs) like and then there's people that are saying that this is mother nature's way of telling us to sit down with ourselves the greater the higher power and then christians are saying that the world is coming to an end after this they're gonna inject chips into our hands for us to get the vaccine and i'm just sick like i'm just so sick of social media i just want to exist and bring out creative like I have so many like I've been doing work and like creative ideas and stuff like that and I'm very excited for like what could come out of this I just hate like there's so much pressure everywhere like there's pressure from school there's pressure to do there's pressure to not do there's pressure hold your loved ones tighter and I'm like when Kobe died you guys were saying the exact same thing so did you people not hold your loved ones after all like (laughs) oh if I had known this would be the last time I would have hugged you before the quarantine okay yeah but everybody said they're gonna hug their loved ones after Kobe died so I'm just so like everyone is so everyone is putting on a show you know like everyone's just trying to like build a brand and like trying to just make money make money just build a brand build a brand and there's nothing wrong with that it's just you don't have to like make other people feel like shit for not building their own brand you know what I mean it's just like this is the time to hustle and grind I wake up at 3 a.m and I grind it's like okay then (laughs) like (laughs) like so I'm just, it's too, like, there's too many things going on everywhere. My school is confused. <laughs> Everyone's failing. <laughs> Everyone is failing everything. Like, even the smart kids in the class are like, well, <laughs> like, so now they've offered a pass and fail grading system because they know. They even said, if you were on course to pass before March 23rd, and now, like, your grades are low, then you can withdraw, and it won't count against you. That's how bad everyone's doing. It's like... I spent the last, I spent four days collectively on one lab. That was 2% of my grade, four days on one lab. So I'm, (laughs) I don't know what's happening with me. (laughs) I'm just so like, I'm tired of eating my own food. Mm -hmm. I want different food. (laughs) I want yeah i literally i have the quarantine blues and it's not because i want to go out or i want to go everywhere no and it's not because i want to go out or i want to go anywhere i'm just so sick and tired of everybody just talking 
everyone's just talking like shut up like i'm just sick of everybody talking no but there's clearly something with social media here yeah and like during times like this like how like it can affect us in ways because i feel like there's like in times of crisis or whatever the case might be there's always this general speech that we have to like abide to in a way you know and if you don't feel like it then you're not it yeah but you want to i think i think this is like kind of what separates the leaders from the followers these type of things because everybody just like accustoms or like subscribes mm-hmm. to the general consensus of what to do like everyone says okay i should everyone says that i should come out of quarantine better so i'm gonna not sleep yeah so i can be better (laughs) (laughs) i'm a loser but like fam you're not actually yeah like relax like actually relax like it's so annoying to me this all the while you're out here sleeping i'm out here grinding people are coming out of the woodworks and it's like shut the hell up like shut up because here's the thing there's there's a couple ways you have to look at this thing first of all if you're a normal person and let's say you work nine to five or you are going to school or whatever the heck it is chances are if you haven't lost your job Mm. you you're still occupied <laughs> like you don't actually have all this extra time that people want to make it seem like oh yeah. like you don't have it if you are not working like if you if you're not working um if before the quarantine you were not working this quarantine is do you like there's that uh, what has changed yeah the only the only people I feel that can say, oh, da da da, maybe people that like probably lost their jobs, which I feel like you would be so you would be trying to figure out a way to create income for your family, mm-hmm. to sign up for all the um like there's people literally dying. Like I think that for me is like there's people literally dying. I don't like as much as everybody wants to like learn a new skill learn a new language you know learn how to speak french in these quarantine times it's just like you can't if that's what you want to do go ahead and do that but to make other people feel like if they're if they're not doing that in this season then oh i i i'm sorry like 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 people are still working maybe they don't aim to make people feel bad though maybe they're just like trying to inspire no. Well, <laughs> that no. Encourage other people to do the same too, like you know. But there's a way you can encourage. Right. Okay. Fair. There's a, yeah. There's a, there's a way to encourage. There's a way to say, hey guys, yo, now is the time to did it. Now is the time, you know, to like or if 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 you maybe like a lot of people like this is actually very stressful. It's not. It's not just it's not just about the fact that you have time to stay home. Like my dad literally like has diabetes and like has had, like my dad literally has health problems. If this thing gets to my father, I don't like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. um, You know what I mean? And it's like, there are literally thousands of people that are dying every day, 
solely because of one virus, not because of any other thing that <laughs> the people naturally die from. Some people sleep and don't wake up. No, that's not even amongst the thousand. Like this is solely, so it's like, I, I understand, there just needs to be, I think, an understanding that like, hey, not everybody wants to sleep all day and not everybody wants to grind all day. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm saying. It's like this whole like if you don't do it, you lack discipline. Nigga, I nobody mm-hmm. <laughs> people have jobs. Like I'm literally spending more time now in school than I was before. Like it's taking me four days to do one project that's two percent of my grade. Am I dumb? Like <laughs> that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I have like 16 things due tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's annoying. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, because remember my thing right now, God is teaching me how to extend grace to everybody because apparently I don't extend no grace. So now I'm (laughs) overextending. Grace for you. Grace for you. (laughs) You get grace. You get grace. You get grace. (laughs) But this, I think, like, I really think because people are so unsure or uncertain of what's going to happen everyone's just trying to mask their fear and mask their uncertainty with like you know when you don't really know what's going to go on you just busy yourself to distract yourself you know how people yeah yeah i feel like people are using this as a distraction like people are trying to distract themselves from what's actually going on mm-hmm. so i don't have to actually think about the virus and the fact that hey i can get it or somebody close <laughs> to me can get it yeah. let me just distract myself with this I'm, I'm too busy doing this i'm too busy doing this i think that's what it's more of i think people are not necessarily trying to like push the agenda or put people down but i think it's just a, a way to get everyone distracted or to just not have to think about the fact that oh this this is actually a pandemic like we haven't been outside for a month and now they're saying we're not gonna go back outside for three months that's that has never happened in my lifetime in my lifetime i've never seen that i've never been banned from going outside in my life <laughs> I've never been told if I go outside with more than five people, I'm gonna pay a fine. That is new to me. This one, this one is new. I have stories yeah. from my children, like you know. <laughs> so, I think yeah. it's when if you have to think about it. You know me when I have to think about stressful stuff. I can't. I have to check out and go to bed. Like go to sleep. <laughs> you go to sleep. The fact that something is stressful and I have to think about it, like I can't. I need somebody else. I'm the type that will pay somebody to think for me. Oh my god. I can't. Like it's too much. I'll be overwhelmed. Like yeah. I can't. So I think everyone's just trying to like not have to think about it and distract themselves with yeah. doing all these things. But I get what you're saying and how. It can be- yeah, but the thing is, like, I'm so happy with all the creative stuff that's coming out. Like, I'm not even telling anybody. Like I said, it's like there are also people that are saying, "Just sleep. Don't even like like no. Like, you know what I mean? Like no. That we're not gonna we're not gonna like like um." Um, exalt laziness like we're not gonna do that either you know so I'm so happy with all the creative stuff that's coming out right it's just this like don't shame people for not doing giddy-ba because you're doing giddy-ba you know that whole uh, geez make moves in silence like lasagna like shot be, be silent then you know it's just this whole I'm making moves what are you doing <laughs> but it's not a new culture though I feel like it's been there every time there's something there's always that oh, like, oh, you got to go get it. You got to go get it. I think it's bigger than just what's going on during this whole, like, self-isolation, whatever it's going on. I feel like it's just the nature of our generation, even. 
like this whole like you always got to be on the go 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 and you have to like kind of like follow what everybody's doing or else like you're not in it or you're missing out everybody's scared of FOMO so because everybody's doing it hey maybe if I'm not joining whatever they're doing maybe I'm not in or I'm doing something wrong with my life because people don't know how to think for themselves anymore so these things separate the leaders from the followers you get to know where people's identity is rooted you get to know who like you you really see it in in these type of things because it's like you can you can some people like in reality i think you just have to come to terms with fact like in life people just have to come to terms with fact with and you like as an individual even need to just take in yourself and these reflections of like Mm -hmm. damn the truth and the fact of the matter is i'm not saying nothing I let people decide and govern what I'm going to do. Like th- these are the hard conversations that people have to have mm-hmm. with themselves because aw. I'm just, listen, listen, yo, I just want everybody to be their authentic selves and just do regardless because every, you know why this mindset is also not sustainable. <laughs> this mindset is not sustainable coming out of the quarantine with a new business Okay, and then what? You have like, like, (laughs) like, are you gonna get another job? Are you gonna get a job? Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're gonna have to go to work or go to school or go and do whatever it was that the quarantine has all of a sudden freed you to do. It's like, how are you gonna sustain the thing that you started in the quarantine season? And this, Teresa, is where you talk about the grace. To finish. finish. The finishing grace. Topic, the finishing grace. You know, I've been thinking about it. The finishing grace is something that you have to pay for. There's two things in life that I believe you have to pay for. Wisdom and the finishing grace. And some people don't pay for wisdom and we can see. That's <laughs> I posted it, but he told me to delete it because some people will be in their feelings because they're the ones that are not paying. But like some, of, some people are not paying for wisdom and it shows because... The wisdom and the finishing grace. Hmm. The finishing grace is so important, you know. It's so you know, like I just feel like okay, it's quarantine season, so I know we're all I get it. We're distracting ourselves and we're putting out content to be funny or to be creative or to be whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's like you just but it's like at the same time, like I was watching this one YouTuber today who who he was talking about like his new morning routine and he was talking about what he's been really struggling with. Like it's been really hard for him to have any kind of routine because everything is just in your house. Like there's no like discipline. Like you just wake up, you brush your teeth, you make your bed and then what? And like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's like this, like, Ooh, I gotta, 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 gotta is like, you have to understand there's a mental, it's mentally challenging to just, stay inside your house <laughs> like that's mentally challenging people go to starbucks to go and write do you get it <laughs> that's what just even proves that people are literally just trying to distract yourself because naturally you need to learn how like even what you're saying a new morning routine you actually need to learn how to adjust to something like this because you you're you've never been forced to stay you've never been banned like every time you've been in your house working or doing life it's been an option you yeah. never been told to do it so it's actually a learning thing you actually have to learn to now you live you're literally retraining your mind to to be productive in the house every like we all know like you said 
the reason why people don't work at home, people why people don't work on the bed and do stuff is because your reset to default is that the home is a resting place. Like mm-hmm. that after you finish with the busyness of the world, you come home to rest. So you really have to retrain your mind to even accept and understand, especially if you for 25, my my age 25 years been doing things a certain way now all of a sudden for like five months you can't do it it's a you have to literally relearn how to do it so it's it, it's really just like you said it's image gang <laughs> it's image, it's gang. image g- boom it's that's image it gang. it's image gang it's image gang because stop that, but but what is the root of the image gang the root of the image gang is let's distract ourselves from what's going on and try to busy ourselves with this well i don't think it's necessarily bad because i think that this is also a time to help you even raise the standard in your life like i do think that there's certain things that you can do now that you couldn't have done before just because yes you are home and the flow of home is different than the flow of having to go out like a lot of our time even is spent commuting like it's like even though you have to go to work and have to go to stuff all the time. Like for me, for example, when I used to work corporate, I would have to down to bus downtown like two hours, go to work for eight hours, then bus back down. To, so that I, I'm, even though I'm going to work for eight hours, I'm actually it's literally 12 hours of my day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I would have an extra four hours. Mm-hmm. my life so in that extra four hours yes i actually can work towards do something absolutely produce my business i actually can spend more time or improve my relationship with god and i think so the message is not necessarily the the bad thing a bad thing or the, the uh-uh. narrative or the speech surrounding all of that is not necessarily a bad thing but i think like you said just the emphasis and the force and the 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 method around it can be definitely detrimental and cause some quarantine blues i think it's all about balance baby i think it's about balance i think okay you have an extra four hours now Houston, you can use this those two hours to watch netflix and sleep mm-hmm. and the other two hours to to be productive maybe you want to you know do some creative stuff maybe you want to do stuff or whatever right but it's also just about being realistic like Chances are, like, anyway, I don't, I don't know what anybody's doing with their time, and I'm not gonna tell nobody what to do with their time. I'm just saying, like, the attitude around it Mm -hmm. is not cute. And I also want to turn this to the spiritual side because not one day, not one day has passed where I have not received one kind of WhatsApp message about how (laughs) the Antichrist is coming, and now we're gonna receive chips in our. I'm Christians. I'm sick. Seriously? Is that I, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. 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 I don't Troubled in my spirit, so I prayed. And the Lord says, yes, it is a strategy to bring the RFID microchip and all this, that, 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 that. Listen, I'm not going to stand here and say what God is planning to do or, or, or who he has revealed what or not to which prophets and which not prophets, but y'all, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all, 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 st- I stop, y'all. 
I'm going to need y'all to stop using Corona to say that this is how God is punishing the world. I know. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that to end because whether or not that's even what's happening, how's that your actual business? Can you love? Like, I think loving your neighbor and spreading the gospel should not stop in like you knew the world was going to end. Like, I, you, I, I, oh, you guys, you guys, I'm irritated. I cannot today. Like, I'm irritated. Like, everywhere, everywhere. Like, I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I, I don't want to, but I don't have a choice. It's not like, oh, I can just, I mean, I guess I have, you all, we all have choices, right? But this is literally like, my choices are now limited because, yeah, I can turn off my phone and not go on social media, but what else is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to do <laughs> anyway i'm just i don't know t you're i don't want to say like you're the spiritual one but Teresa, <laughs> what message do you have for christians in this in this hour i think we're all safe but i think in this <coughs> it is important to and i was talking to um so the ladies that I mentored this week, um, that I think my biggest lesson from coronavirus, because I'm always finding lessons and things, coronavirus, and even just the events in my life this week, because it's been a long week and it's really <laughs> that part. <laughs> but <laughs> so my biggest lesson for this season has just easily become no God for yourself. Like mm-hmm. in these times, you need an, a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. like and I am the quote-unquote Christian influencer so I will definitely be the person to come on Instagram and be like hey use this time wisely to read your word and to get in mm-hmm. your, your your word and and sorry if you hate it I'm gonna still do it but no I, no no yeah I'm that person but like it's coming from a place of just like fear for humanity just because like people are merc day (laughs) you actually need to i i was i was on my face repenting monday or tuesday because i was like somehow i became the person i thought i would never become whoa yeah you did you if you became never it never could be you was that (laughs) you never be you the person i never could become because somehow in the midst of everything like everybody knows my everyone can tell you especially you guys but anybody it doesn't you don't even need to be my friend to know that after salvation the most important thing to me in my life is purpose like i love purpose. it's so it's so beautiful to me it's so amazing that like god made us to do something in the earth mm-hmm. and you know me and my reconciliation plan like i just i love it i think it's amazing and everything i do <laughs> you're smiling so bright (laughs) (laughs) so purpose cautious like it's just so amazing to me that everybody plays a part of this that like god is so cool imagine because you know like if you've ever had to lead a team or like lead a group project and you're the one leading it you know how you delegate tasks and it's Uh like everybody's job plays a key role to this project that's why you get so mad at the people that don't do their work in the group project because uh-huh. everybody plays a key role just to make it and and look how small that is it's like four of you doing a project it seems so big but it's literally so small like who cares it's for marks for a class that 
you probably won't even use in your real life but when you're doing it it's so important and and the fact that this person has this job and they need to do this to make the whole thing turn out if they fail and they they don't do if they fail and they if they are unable to do what they have to do for that project the whole project can go down Uh so the fact that god literally did that for how many billions of people is literally the coolest thing (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you said we all have a part to play and me being so purpose cautious i i i lost sight of why I think yeah that's the word why I had to go on my faith to repent because you can be so and Kosi me and you have talked about this before in life you can be you your life can just become a bubble mm. where you're in the same culture in the same place doing the same thing all the time like you could you could it, it, it could just become a bubble and it's not until you actually step out of the bubble that you really see that hey this is not normal like I always say whenever I go back to Toronto I realize that wow Ottawa's murked when I'm here it's like oh Ottawa's not that bad but then mm. it, it, it's, it's always a cycle with me when I'm here it's uh-huh. like Ottawa's not that bad everything this is how things are it's blah 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 but then when I go to Toronto and come back and then I look at everybody else from the outside it's like oh wait this is not normal but uh-huh. the- I'm in the bubble because I'm in the culture. It seems like this is the only way to do things. And it seems like this is the only way things are done or what so have it and so be it. But that is not the truth. When you step out of it, you see that, Hey, there's so much more to life. And I just feel like this time of quarantine and isolation is just for me, a great way to step out of the bubble and really see things and really see like, Oh, wow. Like, this is again i'm back i was back in the cultural bubble and and what i was repenting for was the fact that i lost the why of this is about god but it became so much of like serving man serving a thing instead of serving god so for me quarantine is just like out of the bubble re-recentering that oh wow when you don't even have church, can you still do ministry? Like you're not going, <laughs> you, you call yourself a minister. You're here for God. There's no church now. So okay. are you still doing ministry? Because if, 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 if that's what my purpose is, and if that's what I'm so called to do, and if that's what I love so much, the structure shouldn't stop it. I should uh-huh. still be doing ministry. So if now I'm sitting around or if I'm just learning a new skill, or if I'm just, going with the flow of the world coming out with business and da 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 then it's kind of questionable am i am i really mm. if, if ministry like you know what I'm saying? i don't know if i'm making sense but whatever your passion is or whatever it is that you're doing and or whatever it is like this is the test of it <laughs> this is the test of mm-hmm. what it is that you're doing if you're if you're actually doing it this is that's what quarantine has been for me and so for christians i don't think we need to be listening to just all types of microchip okay (laughs) (laughs) we're really not here to let you to to say who god is speaking to and who's not that's not my job Uh my only thing that i would say for christians is like make sure you have a relationship with jesus yourself because 
even if the method or the structure changes, what he has called you to do, he has still called you to do. If I am mm-hmm. called to teach the word and be a minister, even in Corona, I'm still a minister. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not a minister in the midst of Corona, then there's a problem. So that is my, my word for Christians. Use this time to actually seek God for yourself mm-hmm. and make sure that you're serving for the right reasons and make sure that whatever you're doing, you're doing for the right reason. Don't get too caught up in the bubble, in the hype of things, in the smoke and life. I'm a leader in church. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. At the end of the day, in Corona and Corona, there's still souls to be saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are still Christians. There's still people to lead to Jesus. How are you doing that in the midst of your new skill and your business and all that? How are you still fulfilling the mission of going out and make disciples and if that is not you right now and if you're not there right now maybe how are you still just even fulfilling the mission of reading your bible praying every day and watching Uh Uh literally this is just make sure you have a relationship with god because anything at any time all the systems all of that can be taken away before we were going to church out of obligation. It might even just be a routine. Every week we go to church every week. I do this every week I serve, but now that you are the church, uh, literally there ain't no building, no more. <laughs> you are the church, the building done closed. Exactly. So yeah. Where, where is it at? That's the only thing I have to say for Christian, but yeah. Yeah. It was really an awakening moment for me this week. It was, it was great. I repented, spoke to God. I said, Oh God became that person wow oh. yeah great times esther what about you you've been quiet sis esther's mm-hmm. always quiet esther is always quiet the most I, mean, I, I have to listen and i have to answer <laughs> so um i mean i guess i'm just i don't know i guess i understand what Teresa is saying in a way because like this morning, it's funny because I literally woke up with, like, God saying, like, yo, like, it's time for you to, like, come back to the basis of, like, the relationship with Christ, Aww. right? So it's not about, like, everything that we get lost in, like, our lives, our culture, our busyness, or whatever, but it's really about God. And I feel like because, like, like I was saying, we're such a fast-paced society and we just like the idea of being busy when we're really not doing anything, that we kind of forget what matters. Like even going um, to pray or whatever, it's just a routine. It's just something that we have to do. And I feel like for me, that's what God has been really working on um, during this time of lockdown because you literally don't have, like I'm a homebody, sure, like I'm home most of my days but you literally don't have anywhere else to go like even if i'm working at home like i'm still more free to do whatever i want than if i was at work so it's just not only are you confronted to like your own issues but you're also in a space where you have to choose what really matters to you in that moment Mm because i can choose to do whatever i want with my time and like chill and sleep and netflix and cook and bake and all of that but in that moment, you're going to be the one who's going to decide what matters most to you. Uh-huh. And for me, it's it's really, like, I want to say, like, maybe the first two weeks have been hard because I'm such a routine-like person. So it's uh-huh. really important for me to have my routine and everything needs to make sense. But if that is stripped away from me, what is left? Like, are you still going to be productive? Are you still going to pray? Are you still going to follow the principles of God? Like, what are you going to do with this time? So it's really, I, I feel like, a mirror was put in front of myself to be like, okay, these are your habits. This is what you do. How are you going to change that? And just like 
going from there and just really deepening my relationship with God and just actually being able to just spend time with God and just silence the noise of everything around us. So in terms of like, I'm no, like I, I'm still just like a homegirl who I love Jesus. So I'm not going to tell people what to do with their lives, but like from what I'm getting, it's just that it's just caps to be able to like get back to like the root of things and just like forget about like all the noise and what's happening around you. Like I'm never one to follow the flock, like do all your nose on social media. That's great. But when you sit down in your room, what, what is God telling you? Maybe it's not your season to be hustle, 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 go, go, go. Maybe it's just your time to be still and quiet, but you're not listening to that because you're confused because of what everybody else is doing. I'm not like, personally, I'm not going to come out of this lockdown with a business. I'm sorry because it's not, like, it's not my time but am I gonna come out of it with like being more aligned with God am I gonna come out of it with a deeper relationship with God am I gonna come out of it with a more clear purpose for sure because that's where I am right now and I'm able to listen and tune into that so it's just like you just have to be wise and be smart and be yourself like yeah. mm-hmm. So just continue what off Esther said I think what Esther said is real facts and just like in this time of quarantine it's it's good to know who you are and to have and i think it just goes back to what we always say like it's about identity knowing who you are what season you're actually in and, and who what you're actually supposed to be doing like just not just following the crowd not just following what everybody is saying not just jumping on the bandwagon but like esther said she knows she's not coming out with no business because that's not where she's at right so just mm-hmm. knowing what you're supposed to be doing making Uh sure you're right and you're in alignment and and producing whatever it is that you are supposed to be doing what is your assignment for quarantine as opposed to what is the general assignment for quarantine no what are you what has god asked you to do in quarantine Uh yeah so i think i think that is the uh the main thing my worry with having quarantine um goals and this is why i say create systems and not goals if y'all had um checked out that post that you know was posted on the sassy you saved instagram uh uh page where we had talked about what you could do for the podcast uh it no what you could do in the quarantine uh, time cozy edition what i had said was uh create systems and not goals because systems are like it will inevitably get you the goal anyway but even better than that it will sustain your goal like yeah okay like for instance right it's like okay i want to go to heaven ah i want to go to heaven yeah so then you give your life to christ <laughs> now i'm going to heaven but like (laughs) i mean yeah sure i don't know you know i don't know i don't know like (laughs) there's it's not just like you don't just just do the thing you know what i mean like there needs to be a continuous train of events if that makes sense so it's like the train of events is have a relationship with jesus read your bible and pray every day and then as what and then do what he's telling you to do that is a train of events that'll get you to heaven guaranteed, but also you have a relationship with Jesus. So you're not worried at all. 
it's like with everything else, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this now in this quarantine time. I'm going to do this in this quarantine time. And it's like, okay, but after the quarantine time, then what? How are you going to maintain it? How are you going to maintain it? So it's like, you need to have a solid system in place. It's not just about like, because um, even in this time, like even in searching for, like even even in in searching for your purpose or like searching for god it it never ends there's no complete time of clarity where you say aha now i found god or now i truly know every single thing about myself no there's always there just needs to be a system in place where you're never you're 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 constantly do you know what I mean? Like something is constantly happening. And so you're never, you're always, it, you end up inevitably always doing what you're supposed to do anyways. Um, and that was why I also said like, it's good to have a reflective journal and whether it's a reflective journal or whether it's a reflective time, I think overall just having moments in the day or in the week where you're reflecting, where you're praying, where you're you know, like readjusting, like that will constantly, 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 constantly help you towards whatever it is that you need to reflect on. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like create a system and not a goal or, and not just like a bunch of goals that you want to accomplish. Like, Ooh, I'm going to come out with this with some kind of crazy business. And then what, who's going to run your business? Cause now you got to <laughs> go back and do whatever you were doing before the quarantine started. But if you have a system in place, then you know, okay, every day I work on this every day I work on that. Then that way you have something sustainable, but anyway, that quarantine. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of these quarantine blues. But another thing that it makes me think about, I've been thinking about this lately a lot, is like the idea of being able to renew your mind. Cause I feel like we came into 2020, we all had plans, we all had goals. I'm gonna do this in March, I'm gonna do this in April, but now, now something that we never imagined could happen is happening. Everything is on hold, but how are we able to adjust to these times, right? So I feel like even in terms of like writing your goals or planning your life or whatever, you have to be able to be adaptable. And that's one thing that I, in this time and realizing that I need to be able to like adapt quick to change and things like that. So you need to be able to, um, yeah, change your routine and do new things or you're just gonna stay stuck. And you're going to end up saying, oh, my 2020 was trash, when in fact, you just weren't quick enough to readjust. And again, if we look at it from like a Christian spiritual perspective, I'm not going to get into no theory. There's coronavirus. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I don't know nothing. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is it's happening, but we still have a God. So even though you feel like your plans might be messed up, like, there's still something to take out of this season. So I feel like it's up to us also to be smart and to just like be, a, be able to readjust and like renew your mind. Like there's something that you're not catching that you need to catch. With your I'm in love with smart people. I'm in love with intelligent people. Like I, when, when people, I, oh, I'm, I am obsessed in this season of my life with being around smart people. People that get stuff done. First of all, people that actually get stuff done. <laughs> Because I think, 
you know, a lot of us say we're going to get stuff done. Yeah. And then we don't get stuff done. Yeah. We think people forget, but they haven't. So, uh, yeah. So, like, I don't want to be someone that's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because I've been guilty of that. I love to, I'm so ambitious. I love to be like, ooh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. But then I'm like, hmm, nothing is popping off. Nothing is coming out. It's not, it's not, it's not, nothing is connecting. So, I've been obsessed with like very intelligent, successful people who are like regular people who like didn't do nothing special, but just implement. Like, I think even you, uh, well, actually, no, Teresa, you might not be amongst though because you're not that normal. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, you're not that normal still. At least in your circle. Or maybe, I don't know, at least in my eyes. I think in my eyes, you're not. Not in a bad way. I think you're like, I feel like you were made for this. Like you weren't, you're not one of those people that was like, you know how people have one of those stories where it's like, I almost failed high school. I didn't make it into college. And then, you know, those regular people where you're like, I can do it too. You don't have any sort of, I can do it too in you. I don't look at you and see anything that I can do at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so you're not a monk, but you still kind of inspire me because you just come up with things out of the blue. And I'm just like, what? Like you nap all day, but you will be up at 4 a.m. getting stuff done. It's so, you're not, you see what I mean? Like That's you're not really tired because I woke up at two today. So since two o'clock, I, I was up working. So I had to sleep. Yeah, so, yeah, things like that. Like, I don't, I, I can't, you're not very, to me, at least, you're not the most relatable. You're not, you're not that normal <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> but you are very smart, and you are very hardworking, and you get stuff done. So, like, what, and, and I think that's something I can attest to, is from the second that I've known you, literally everything, every project that you said I'm going to do, you've done. And no matter what, external stimuli you your life is full of external stimuli that just don't want you to finish that project (laughs) your life is full of roadblocks (laughs) me if i get a little grass in my way i'll say no i'm done i'm sitting down i'll just sit down and say it's not meant for it's not for me i'm not meant to do this but you you will climb mountains (laughs) to go and accomplish what it is you want to accomplish so i think since we're talking about quarantine times anyway and like systems and goals and since everybody wants to come out with some kind of grind and hustle how about we actually listen to people who are succeeding in the grind and the hustle i don't know i I don't i don't i don't know so sis if you could tell us what is this that's compelling you to at 4 a.m create graphics like how like what what like how are you you seem always so motivated even in your walk with Christ, like you always seem so motivated. It feels like nothing bad. It, I, because I know you, I know obviously bad things happen, but you just always seem like God is just your best friend. Everything's rosy, daisy. Life is amazing. You got it. You're going to go. I'm going to do it. Da, da, da. So like, how are you able to do that? Because we need the tips. For me, like the only thing that keeps me grounded is knowing my why. And that is why I'm so purpose cautious. I'm telling you, there's nothing. I was even telling someone today, a a young girl was asking me questions and I was counseling or whatever her. And I was just telling her, like, she asked me basically. So a lot has happened this week, whatever. And, um, 
she a lot has happened with her this week and then she was like oh okay so like what what should she do what should she how should she move forward that type of thing and then she asked me she doesn't really know what happened in my life but she was like so for you like would you ever reconsider the situation that you left because I told her obviously like I'm leaving a situation that I was so set on and something that like I just knew was gonna happen and I'm just leaving it now and it's so scary because it's like oh my god and I just know like uh it's just and for me being purpose cautious it's like that's so it's so that's the scary part and she's like oh well would you actually ever reconsider the situation I said well because I'm so purpose cautious I think if I get enough, like, smelly slaps in the face, I might be like, oh, okay, let me think about this again. But I definitely will go in with new eyes, which is why I'm thankful for things like this, because now I, I will make more demands and I'll make certain things be known. And if if it can't live up to those things, then no, like, sorry. But, like, I always know my why for everything. That is literally what keeps me motivated. I have something else driving me so that I'm not led by emotions because emotions have no intelligence. And really, emotions will trick you into making decisions that are wrong for you or trick you into doing certain things that are not productive or that don't help you just based on how you feel. And that's why the Bible is so clear about building up your spirit, man building up your spirit, man, because our soul is such a dangerous place. Anybody that lives in the soulish realm is headed for distraction. Like they're headed for disaster, really. Because your mind, your will, and emotion, all it does is gratify the flesh. That is what it is. Your emotions are your feelings from the flesh. Your mind wants the best, wants you to feel the best, wants the best for your flesh. Your will wants you to enjoy. So everything that the soul is, is gratifying the flesh. And if we believe that part of this spiritual walk is to kill the flesh, then we cannot give the soul that much importance. We cannot give it that much precedence. So you need to have a why that is driving you or else you will live in the soulish realm. Whenever I... Like, that is even an indicator for me when I'm not doing well. And, like, when I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, if, I if something serious is happening and I don't want to think about it, I don't want to pray about it, I just want to sleep, that, for me, is the biggest indicator that, okay, what, like, come on. You need to know your why because that is what's going to keep you past everything. You know, you actually told me something because, you know, my fears with the M word. Um, since you've been married, you say all the time that, Sometimes your husband can move mad. Men are mad. <laughs> your husband <laughs> that makes you move mad. And, and I look at you because as far as long as I've known you, you've been a person that quits things that don't serve you. Like if you are not with it, if you're not enjoying it, you'll just leave. It's not that deep. Like you'll cut off a friend, you'll leave a place, a job. If it's not serving you, you'll leave. But the, the fact that you still push for this where I would leave because <laughs> it's a man, what? Where I would leave, you actually stay and endure and you still strive to make things better and you still strive to work things through. And obviously listeners don't know, but I obviously being your friend have a little more insight where some things are tough. Marriage is tough. And some things like you actually, in my, my understanding, my will and my emotions, I would never, I'd be like, I don't need this, but you still strive to still work through it. And you told me something one time that like, when it comes to marriage, you're never going to divorce. You're never going to divorce. And I just looked at you like, wow, she's, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
now you're stuck in it. I'm not divorcing. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> more power to you. But that's like, you have a why. There's a reason why. There's a reason. There's something that's driving you to fight for this. There's something that's driving you to work for this. That is how my life is. Because, and that's why I'm so purpose cautious. I know that there's something that's driving me to keep going. There's something that's driving me to keep pressing. The areas where I quit in life is because there's nothing driving me. Mm-hmm. but when you you know like and that comes through encounters with god like you know like i know that i'm called to do this this if there's nothing that i know in my life i know that i Teresa, was that's called right. i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> because that's my like you have to i Teresa, was called to this earth to do ministry that is something i know like nothing else that is the reason that I was born and sent to this earth, not to get married, not to go to school and get degrees, not to have children. Like it was called to be used of God. My whole life up until this point was for that. And now I'm currently walking in that. So I know the why, and I cannot just be lackadaisical i cannot just like once you have that encounter and you know that you know how can you forget you can't even force yourself to forget you know you see the thing you see the lives of people we are in quarantine and i'm here recording a podcast and i'm counseling someone right now i'm sure you guys see me on my phone because people come to me for peace in the midst of chaos this is what i'm called to do that is my why so i cannot afford like and it's not even just about oh i love god or people are 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 counting on me or things like that like because those things are important but you can't even just get lost in that oh all the people attached to me all the people that are counting on me all the like okay sit down like calm down you're not the only one there's other people that can do it but like literally and i told you guys this a couple days ago i am most fulfilled when i wake up in the morning and i know that today i'm gonna do ministry ministry has become to me life it's not just going to church and doing the church stuff or doing logistical stuff it's not just in sassy and safe it's in like somebody dealing like a couple days ago a girl was crying so a girl saw a girl crying on her way somewhere she saw a girl crying and she called me and asked me to help her how to help the girl who was crying <laughs> like she didn't know what to do but she looked at me as someone who would know what to do I, I, the worst person, if you cry around me, you won't stop. Because I, <laughs> I'm the worst person to deal with someone crying. You won't stop. But she, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, this, this is my life and my purpose. And it's, I'm most fulfilled when I'm doing it. So it's not a sacrifice to me to wake up at two and make graphics. It's not a sacrifice to me to wake up and, and, and do things that will bless people or that will point people to Jesus. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't, it, like, it doesn't pain me. But if you told me to wake up now and, and I don't know, do something at two that doesn't, like, I don't care about, I, there is no way. Sleep is my most prized possession in my life. Mm-hmm. But because it's what I'm called to do, because it's my why, it doesn't pain me. Like, I can wake up. I, I don't even need to sleep. I will do it. Because it, it doesn't hurt me. It just comes naturally. Yeah. That is when you know you're walking in purpose. So it's not a blues for me. That's why I'm loving quarantine. Because I'm doing everything that I used to do anyways. And mm-hmm. now I can do it from my house. Because <laughs> I'm an introvert. I, lo- I love this. I 
I love this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I say it, but I love this. I love it. Oh my God, I love it. So, but how come like marriage and stuff isn't your, well, how come marriage is not a part of your purpose? What do you mean? You, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? It is part of my purpose. Yeah, but like, you're not really about it. Oh, yeah. That's just like, obviously, fears and all the stuff that I've seen. Like, it's just past trauma and all things that need to be unlearned. Obviously, like, it's a big part of my purpose. That is why it's being fought so much. Like, I think it's a really big part of my purpose, actually. I don't think, I think I, I, I it's not I think, I, I know that part of what I will be doing in life is having, like, a marriage ministry. And I, obviously, that makes sense. Anybody that is spiritual will know that's why it's such an area of, of resistance. That's why I'm not about it. And even in the area is ghetto but um it is part of my purpose it's just like you said in an episode prior I haven't taken the time to add value to that area so (laughs) that is where I'm unmotivated I just think it's a matter of seasons as well because I think I was having this conversation with you and I was talking about like passion in life or whatever and sometimes you just lose your passion for whatever reason but as I'm listening to you talk about ministry and I'm listening to Kosi um and how she like sticks through everything in her marriage I'm thinking that maybe some people are just like me myself personally like in terms of like relationships like or like marriage relationships or even ministry there's not that thing that is so driving me to stick through everything like I'm not there yet in my life but the sacrifices that I am willing to make at this moment is just really working in my relationship with God in my secret place like that matters to me more than anything like Mm -hmm. I'm willing and I'm not saying that when you get married or when you're in ministry that that doesn't matter anymore but I'm saying that right now that's like my priority because that's all I have and for somebody else it might be some something else because it matters to them I don't know maybe in a couple years this is going to lead me somewhere else right so I just feel like it's about understanding your season and just being effective exactly where you are Mm. yeah so like um see and like yeah I I get that you know, this is your why and you know your purpose and it's all great and dandy, but it's pretty, it's kind of black and white in your case, right? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? But for everybody else who like, maybe they're not called to, um, I don't want to say to preach the gospel because we're all to preach the gospel, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like, Maybe they're not called to like ministry, ministry. Maybe they're not called to, maybe they, they don't even know yet. Like how, like for everybody who is, is, is like, but yeah. So for everybody who's trying to, you know, maybe learn a new skill or do, or, or, or start something new, or maybe they also want to start a podcast and, or whatever the case, right? Like you, you, okay. I don't, I knew you. I knew you post salvation. So I, I don't know what you were doing before you were saved, whether you were <laughs> finishing projects. I guess you were just in school, right? But I think that 
there is a form of discipline in there that I don't know if that is a hundred percent like a God thing. Right. Cause it's like, I don't know, like you were before, I don't, I don't know when you found out your purpose and stuff, but like you were doing your blog, you just loved it. You were so content with your blog, your blog, your blog, your blog. And then um, you like switched churches and then things started kind of moving around for you. Right. But I'm, I'm talking for like anybody else who like is starting something and like, maybe it's it may be like maybe they don't know if it's their purpose or if it's not their purpose like maybe they're just trying to just be creative or find an extra way to make cash or whatever the case right like how would they know that like what what would be their push to finish but but you see i like that you said that because what people don't really understand about me is that i lack discipline what? No, you don't. Get out of here. Stop. I definitely do. I made one YouTube. I started a YouTube channel. I have one video. Okay, yeah, I. It's been I, like six weeks. <laughs> I started podcast in what two years ago, and I have in total maybe not even fifty episodes. Two years ago, make it make sense. <laughs> what people don't understand is that I actually lack discipline. I I I don't have I'm, I'm not that person that will be consistent with something i'm not i get bored easily i get easily distracted apparently it's a thing of introverts i was reading about it yesterday introverts get easily distracted i actually lack discipline it's but i have a why so the why even always brings me back to the point is what i'm trying to say because i i don't actually if, if you study how i do things i'm actually not consistent like i'll start doing something take take it in it looks like i'm consistent because i produce oh I'm, my god oh my god okay. i'm sweating <laughs> no take it in when i'm actually doing there's fruit that's why there's a difference between being busy and bearing fruit yeah productive True. there's being productive which is bearing fruit and then there's doing Mm. But if you know the lane you're in and what you're doing and how you're doing it and how it's supposed to look, you will bear fruit. I'm actually not consistent. Like I can come on Instagram and start posting Insta devotions or whatever. And then I stop. I started, how many things have I started? Bible trivia. That never came back. Insta <laughs> devotions. I do whenever I feel like. Podcasts. Before y'all, I was not posting every week. And, and I'm sure I'll, I'll reset to default very soon. <laughs> YouTube video, I made one. <laughs> I made one. I'm actually not consistent. I actually lack discipline. I'm the type of person that I'm not really um like I need I need a plan at all times. I need I need I'm not I don't want to say I'm not a leader because that sounds so bad, but like I'm I'm not um I'm not the type of person that is like a CEO or I'm not I like to freestyle it. In Christian world, we call it visionaries, but I'm not like the visionary person. I'm not the CEO. I'm not the big boss. I'm the person that's a part of the team. People don't like to hear that, but um, I'm the person that's a part of the team. I'm not, someone told me the right word for it, but I, I don't, I don't like come up with the dreams. I make the dreams come true. That is what I do because I'm not the type of person that I don't, I don't, I need to be led. It sounds good, but literally. That is what, because I can't consistently produce. I can't consistently, but if you give me a plan, a, a way to do it, then I can make your vision come to life, but I can't just come up with a vision and do that. I'm actually not, I lack discipline, but I have a why. So even when, even though I lack discipline, I'm always 
and that inner witness in me will always bring me back. But a person that lacks discipline and a why, that is when you get wayward. But if you have a why and no discipline, you will always find yourself back because you have a why. Does that make sense? Wow. That is why they always tell us. And that's why the first thing they tell you when you come to Christ is to discover your purpose. People say it all the time. And I became obsessed with discovering my purpose because that's all I heard all the time. And you know me, I have obsessive personality. So I had to find it. That's why they force it and push it down your throat. Discover your purpose. Because when you have a why, even when you drift away, which is what I was saying about you with your marriage, even when you have a why, no matter what comes up, no matter how, even though you get mad, some days you get mad, y'all fight, you don't talk to him, but you always come back because you have a why. Mm -hmm. So no matter how far you drift, no matter what is thrown at you, no matter what pisses you off, that like all the obstacles that I face, and I face a lot, no matter what is thrown at me, I always come back. Like I may for one second be like, you know, I don't do this anymore. F ministry, what the heck, man? I don't need to do this. Like if I was living in the world, I wouldn't have to deal with it. But I have the why. So that inner witness will always come back because at the end of the day, I know that I was put on this earth to do this so even though i lack the discipline even though obstacles come even though it looks bad the inner witness will always drive you back so you have to know your why everything know your why yes that was brilliant that was brilliant Esty babes do you know your why <laughs> i think <laughs> that laugh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I know it in part. Obviously, I can't, like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I can't tell you, like, yeah, I know everything that I'm supposed to do on earth. But I think I do, like, know my why, especially in this season. Mm-hmm. I know I know my space. I know my lane. I'm, I'm going to stick to my lane. I know what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, just hearing also Teresa speak, I feel like, I think it comes from even the question that you asked, like, if somebody... It's not called to ministry if somebody is not supposed to do what everybody else is doing. They're having maybe a hard time trying to find like, okay, maybe my thing is going to school or maybe my thing is, I don't know, the workplace. Like, how do you even mesh all of that? Like, my purpose and my why and my passion and things happen in life. And I don't know, it can get pretty messy. And I think I can testify to that because... I think I said this like seven times already, but yeah, on my journey to my why, I did lose my passion. And I, because of that, like, I kind of lost sight of my why. Mm -hmm. And the things that I was supposed to do, I wasn't doing them anymore. I wasn't putting like effort into what I was really supposed to be doing because I kind of lost sight of that. So is there even a solution to that? Or, or like, what do you do when you find yourself in that place? Baby, it's back to you because <laughs> me over here, I'm, I'm basically where Esther is. We're like, I, and we're not going to lose sight of your question, Esther. We're actually going to answer it because I need to know, you need to know, the people need to know. But I'm in a, I'm in a space where, like you said, Esther, like I kind of have an idea of, I know I have a glimpse of what the end picture is supposed to look like. That's for me. Like, I know what the end picture is supposed to look like, but like 
where I am now and what where that is mm -hmm. is so far yeah. and I'm not exactly sure what means God is going to what means like what road I'm supposed to take to get to that end picture so for me it's it's a lot of it's a lot of creativity and I just had to trust that when I'm making decisions and when I'm starting things um God is ordering my steps and you know I've had to deal with a lot of disappointment a lot of failure um I am like my biggest critic so dealing with that as well being really like negative towards myself and all that stuff um had to really work through that and I'm still working through that and letting go of the, of the control like that was really really like I get, I become a bit of a control freak where if I start something or I'm doing something and I see that it's about to fail, I will literally quit because I'm like, no, 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 mm -hmm. I can't fail. Like I can't, I'm yeah. like so afraid of failure that I would rather like pretend I never started at all <laughs> than to like fall down and get up and fall down and get up and fall down. But the Bible does say like the righteous man falls down seven times and get up and gets up eight right mm -hmm. so but but that like it, it it's been a thing that god has had to and he's still working on me to be like oh see it's okay to to fall like you're you're gonna you're gonna get back up but me i'm like nah let me not even let's let's just go back to the beginning let's pretend i didn't even walk on this road at all like we don't even need to we don't need to address it like let, you know there's no point but mm -hmm. i'm learning like i think where i am is exactly where i need to be right now mm -hmm. and it feels so surreal being here it's also very scary because once again i'm afraid of failure and i don't want to mess anything up i don't want to mess up i don't want to mess up but it's like i just have to let go of that control and i also know that this where the path that i am on right now is what is going to lead me to that end place of what it is i'm actually supposed to be doing so where i am right now i don't know that this is like what I'm supposed to do with my life and I'm like so fulfilled and da 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 but I know deep down in my heart that I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. And that keeps me like calm even when I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, T yeah, back to you because like it's for me it's not ministry like mm -hmm. at or it's not ministry in an obvious way. Like it's not church right and, and i think this is one of the things we discussed even when doing the podcast with the three of us it's we are literally in different walks of life right mm -hmm. like we're literally three different women called by god to do three different things or like to do the same thing in three different ways right mm -hmm. like um i i think esther is half church half market yeah yeah and you t are just full church and i'm full market like i'm literally full marketplace like i do not get fulfillment by <laughs> serving in the church. i don't i don't i don't <laughs> i don't want to be there <laughs> i want to do it like i i will help like but like going to church six times a week does not that stresses me out i don't know how you do it. i like I'm, I'm even sweating thinking about it <laughs> but like i think what's so interesting about individuals and humans is that we all have the answers but we have the answers for other people because as you were saying that like the thing is and it's so clear to me but obviously it's not clear to you but on the flip side in marriage it's so clear to you and, and, I'm, and it's unclear to me that in life in everything 
you never actually know the in-between. You only know the beginning and the end in everything. But obviously for you, for purpose and ministry-wise, that is your fear. And for me, for, for marriage, that is my fear. But you, again, I'm going to say you. It's, it's you were the, even the one that told me and taught me. I asked you one day, like, how do you do this? How do you stay with the same man forever? How do you, like, how? And you told me that you can't think of it like that. You just take it day by day. You wake up and you say, today, I'm going to love my husband. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to make it. You just got to take it day by day. If you think of it as the whole road, you told me this. If you think of it as the whole road, you'll get overwhelmed. You'll be like, I can't, I can't. But it's just a day by day thing. Every day you do this, you make it. Okay, we made it through this day. Tomorrow we do the same thing. And then by the time you look, you're 40 years down and you've been married. It's literally the same thing with purpose. Like all I know is that one day I'm supposed to have all these things. These are what, and, and, and that's what the inner witness is. It's like in my secret place already. I know that these are the things that burden me. These are the questions I have already. Already, I know that I have gifts and talents in these areas. That if you ask me a question about this, even though I haven't experienced it, I have an answer. So that's wisdom, divine. That I, I didn't experience it. So it's not exper- experiential wisdom, it's divine wisdom. So obviously, something has to go with that area, it has to do with my purpose. And then also, you have other people also telling you, hey, you're really good at this. Oh, I think you're going to call to your you're called to this and confirmation and not to be spooky, but the prophecies and all those things. So you know that, okay, that's the end. Eventually, I'm going to get there. Right now, I'm here. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but it's the beginning of the end. It's the same principle like you're doing with your marriage. It's literally every day taking steps because God will never show you the whole thing. He will show you pieces, pieces, pieces pieces and parts you don't even know where the pieces and parts fit but that's why you daily have to go back to him for the direction daily that's why the the walk is a daily thing you don't pray on sunday and think that it lasts you through the week that's why we get overwhelmed because we go to church we live and then we come back but you daily have to go to him for direction because he knows the end so you go to him direction daily how do you do this so sometimes i'll be sitting there minding my own business watching something walking and then all of a sudden i'll have i'll feel like oh like even today i was sitting down and i just got an impression in my spirit that there needs to be something made for women that feel called to ministry and feel called to marry men in ministry because there's there's uh, everybody's saying nothing there's a whole lot of nothing being said well it's difficult it's hard it's a call okay yeah, y'all go through the most there's a whole lot of nothing being said a whole lot <laughs> there needs to be something prepared for that now as i'm talking to you someone is talking to me someone messaged me hey do you have any books for the do you have any books that, that do you have any books what'd she say Hey, Teresa, do you have any books for people called to be pastor's wives? Today, I got the thing. Today, someone's asked, like, you know what I mean? So then obviously now it's like, okay, weird. There's no coincidence in God, but weird. But maybe perhaps this is what I'm going to be have to do in the future. Maybe I'm the one that's supposed to do that. So that's like, you have that relationship with God. You don't just throw away ideas you don't just things that happen to you or come to you you don't like it's it's not a coincidence Mm. so every day you take it one step at a time that doesn't mean tomorrow i should go and start hey i'm starting a a master's life camp (laughs) like it doesn't (laughs) but you write it down you have it in your mind daily you go to god for instruction and god will bring people to you to confirm today i texted you guys that someone random had a dream about my marriage Mm-hmm. three more texts came in <laughs> i had mm-hmm. four people text me today that had a dream about my marriage four in one day you know 
how like there's certain things that you don't do for other people praying for other people and dreaming about other people's wedding you don't do that nobody chooses to nobody goes to bed thinking i'm going to dream about this person to nobody mm-hmm. nobody <laughs> another thing nobody does is puts except for me <laughs> puts the burdens of other people on them and decides to fast and pray for them. nobody does that mm-hmm. because we're selfish so when things like that happen you're just like oh okay so taking in also that this week already y'all dragged me yes. our marriage y'all dragged me like it, it it's not it's not coincidence y'all dragged me for almost two hours told me to be intentional told me to to go and learn tell me to add value in that area and then two days later four people are dreaming about it like come on come on like no way you can't make it up it's it's the same thing like you you course we're we're teaching me that you just take it day by day i don't know the end i don't know how it's gonna look but just from what you guys have told me obviously there's a lot of preparation that goes into it just from four people who told me today that i need to start preparing i need to start preparing it's gonna come out of nowhere it's like all these things all these words that i'm um, it's it's warnings it's literally god telling me that hey my friend <laughs> you should uh pay attention to what people are saying and i don't know how the end is gonna look and yes i'm afraid and yes but i literally have to go to him every single day and just ask for direction so god how do i do this i've committed to watching one marriage sermon every day today's i didn't finish because it was pissing me off so <laughs> i'm gonna finish before i go to bed i'm gonna finish so it's just like that i feel like it's just you don't know the end you don't know the whole picture but really you just like you said trust god to see you through and just think of it as a day-by-day process when i think about purpose in the grand scheme of things i want to sleep you know i get overwhelmed as me like i'm that person that i get overwhelmed easily if i think about where i'm going all the time or you're going far you're going to be great you're going to be preaching you're going to be traveling all these words i will sleep till jesus comes but every day i wake up and i think okay what is the assignment for the day i need to reduce things as long as cozy has known me i always need to break it down all of the conversations are break it down because i need to see it in the smallest form before i could take action or else it's too overwhelming mm-hmm. so what is the purpose for the season in this season of my life what am i called to do i'm called to be faithful in two things mm-hmm. ministry in the church physically because i work in the church mm-hmm. and ministry and sassy and saved those are my two jobs i have two jobs to do faithfully <laughs> serve and faithfully build that's it what is the 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 then i look even smaller what is the assignment for the day some days are not serving days and some days are not sassy and save days before i was trying to do all of it at the same time i did nothing i slept so now i have designated sassy and save days designated serving days on these days i do my work towards the church on these days i build sassy and save anything else is too much so you literally break it down and understand what is the assignment for this season what is the assignment for the day how am i how am i called to function in this season and most importantly that we overlook who is sent to help me Mm. that one's really important because a lot of us try to body and do life on your own but that's not what it's meant to be jesus came his assignment was to die on the cross his also his same assignment also was to spread the gospel and to witness to people and go around preaching the gospel but he didn't do it alone he had 12 whole humans that were doing it with him 12 12 do you have 12 friends (laughs) no none of you guys have
have 12 friends that you can call right now to come and help you. I know you don't. <laughs> I, I don't have to. I'm not asking. I'm telling you because I know you don't. But he had 12 whole people. And the Bible says he taught them and they went out and did the same thing. So they made his work easier. The people that he couldn't reach, they reached. So who is called to help you? And all those things, once you get all those things and you take it day by day, it doesn't look as big. And then you just focus on your why and you're good. I'm telling you. Yo, but what if the day by day is just going against everything though? Like, <laughs> it's just coming at you. How? It's like your day by day is so contrary to what you think you should be living. It's like your your day by day doesn't even look like a glimpse of your purpose it's like you're literally fighting to like believe i feel like sometimes i will keep you in certain situations and take you through certain situations to learn lessons for other things like i i no longer work in corporate thank god because i knew i wanted to retire early but there's some jobs that i work that were so beneath me like they were so beneath me and especially the last job that i worked before i left Mm-hmm. It was the, in this Ottawa here, especially the first job that I ever got in Ottawa. I was a receptionist for a doctor who didn't believe in technology. Okay. Wow. So everything I had to carry files. She was 50 something. I had to carry files for patients that she had for almost 30 years and do everything by hand. I had to call in to verify health card numbers. If she had 32 patients that day, I had to call in to the ministry of health 32 times read out 32 numbers verify them and when her billing everything was ghetto about the job and when i got the job i didn't understand why god was keeping me there but he was teaching me something he taught me patience everybody says i have no patience but i have a lot of patience (laughs) like i i get easily irritated but i can tolerate things for a long time Mm -hmm. a long time as you as my life is a testimony (laughs) I can tolerate things for a long time. That was not the last job I I worked before I went into full time ministry. It was um I was working uh with an association and there was only three employees in the company, me and two other people, and one of them was an executive director. So I was doing all types of jobs. It wasn't like what I was hired for was not what I did. I did everything, mm-hmm. everything. Every day is something new. Do this, do this, do this. I was hired for media. I, at one point, I was an admin assistant. At another point, I was a mechanic. At another point, I was a delivery driver. It was literally anything that needed to be done in the company. She would call one of us to do it. And if the other girl couldn't do it, it was me. And I loathed the position. The money was good, but I loathed it. Because I was like, I was hired to be a communications person. That's why I came. But I didn't know then that that was training for this season. Because in ministry do everything there is no job title you are whatever the people need you to be that day if you're a counselor you're a counselor if you're a a, a driver you're a driver sometimes you're a bank money for their rent like what are you gonna say no (laughs) like no be evicted like you 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 know what i mean so that position that I hated so much and I thought there was no purpose. I got hired for communications and I'm here doing everything and I'm gone with the wind and I just have to learn to adapt to things is literally the only thing that's keeping me afloat right now. Anything that happens, anything that's thrown at me, it's like, uh, then worse. like, I'm you, I'm not new to this. Like, yes, my boss can wake up and be like, Hey, we're doing this today. Yeah. Okay. 
sure, let's do it. <laughs> because it was training. So that's one thing I've had to learn. And it's so hard when you're living in it because you don't see that. But in the next season, you realize, like, this week I endured betrayal. And I was telling my mom, I've never been betrayed like this in my life. In my life. In my life. I've never been betrayed like this. But I'm grateful because one day I'm going to have to minister to people on betrayal and I will have the experience. Mm -hmm. I will be able to say yes. I I think if I ever talk about the story, if you ever see me preaching online and I'm crying, it's that story because I, I've never experienced it in my life. In my ah, I couldn't even know that people could do this, but alas, here we are. So all of it is training. Everything that we do, you have to take God at his word, eh? mm-hmm. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You have to take it at his word. Like you hear it, you internalize it, you have to, you have to actually take it. That somehow this will be for my good. You think back then when I was doing all that, the, oh, the lady will call me. <laughs> The lady will call me in the morning at 6 a.m. and tell me to bust downtown and do this and pick up this and come back and do this. And ah, ah, literally times that I was on the phone with people from Saskatchewan that I don't like nonsense jobs. And I was hired for communication. But here I am in this season, understanding and realizing, ah, because that's what God does. He uses those moments to train you for the next season. So everything that you're going through right now is literally training for the next season. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. So right now you're in a position that you do not like. It doesn't look like it has any tie to your purpose, but something you're learning there, you're going to use in your next season. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, thank you, PT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like PT. I'm just minute Okay, but what about okay, so in light of that, right? Yeah. Where do you then draw the line on what you're supposed to do versus what you want to do? Because I think that that's often what we see when we mm-hmm. see well, I, I I don't know, like right? I I really don't know anybody else's situation, but I know for me, like there are certain things that God has asked me to do that I quit. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that God did not ask me to do that. Well, <laughs> I didn't need to quit. It, it, it failed. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of like, in terms of, let's say, in, in, let's say because um, you're like, how do I word this? Do you get what I'm trying to say at all? No. Okay. Let me word this properly. So let's say your purpose is not, directly linked to the church let's say you're like me marketplace or you're like esther half church half market mm-hmm. how do you know like i know for me by god's grace i'm gonna run my own business someday mm-hmm. i already kind of sort of am but you know but how do you know how do how am i supposed to know which particular business i'm supposed to be running and which one i'm not supposed to be running what if i like i have a lot of hobbies i'm a very talented person I literally, I do hair. I kind of sort of do makeup. I'm into fashion. I'm into food. I'm into technology. I'm into you know, black women. So how do I know which business I'm supposed to enter into and which one is like, well, no, not, you know, that, you get my question? Yeah. 
How's it helping my purpose? Like, should I go and open a hair brand? Is that helping my purpose? Should I maybe do YouTube? Is that helping my purpose? Should I stick to technology? Is that helping my purpose? Like, I know the end, but as you said, we don't know the middle. I don't know how, which, which path exactly is going to lead me to that end. So how do I know that I'm not just doing things that are wasting time versus things that like I'm actually supposed to do? And I know, you know, God would speak to you, but bar that. Mm-hmm. I think how I see it and how I break it down, because I'm just a reductionist. Uh, you have yeah, to you break are. everything down. <laughs> break it down. Um, I I actually I have it written in my notes here. Let me pull it up because I was explaining it to someone the other day. When I say it, I think you will understand it more. Yeah. Okay. So my purpose me as Teresa, my purpose is to break the walls of religion and the body of Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do I know this? The thing that irritates me most in life. Okay. So how I even came to Christ, first of all, is okay. No backtrack. I was born in church. Okay. I was born in church. I have, my whole family is full of pastors. I, my family owns a church. (laughs) I'm a, pastors person like my my aunt my uncle yeah we pastors we do we do this okay but i never took it seriously why because i felt that the way people acted in church was different than the way that they acted at home mm-hmm. i felt like people pretended in church because obviously it's my family i see it people yeah. pretend to be something in church that they're not i felt like people had to to put on this face this mask in church and i just couldn't i don't have time for that one thing that i like to think of myself is that i'm not fake if i don't like you you will know if we have like you i can't fake my energy that's one thing i like to think about myself i don't know what other people think but i like to think that i'm not fake so the fact that people had to fake to come to church was pissing me off so i didn't come the reason why I, the, the time at which I got to come to church, there was one man, one youth pastor, that was the one that led me back into the church because he was real. He came to the, on the thing. He told us a story about how he cheated on his wife. He told us a story about how he, he told, he just gave, he came, he told us the, the day that I went, he told us a story about how he cheated on his wife, how they are working to rebuild and all of that stuff. He told us a story about how he was in jail and how he did all this Merc stuff. And even still, sometimes he wants to go and do it, but it's just by the grace of God that he's coming. And I was like, this guy is so real. I've never seen someone so transparent in church. The, he Man. was the one that kept me going back going back and then that was how i came to christ and i got saved okay so still even now my annoyances <laughs> my biggest <laughs> annoyance is when people fake in church because again you teach me a lot of things eh? <laughs> you taught me you were telling me two days ago that there is a freedom that comes with being in jesus even me myself after i came to christ i that was i didn't know before that i was in the world that i was in bondage i didn't know <laughs> i actually didn't know but when i came to christ the freedom that came with it the boldness the way i can do and be anything and it pisses people off is i'm free like i can do it. 
I actually can. Like, people get so mad when you do stuff because why? People get so mad when you're free because they're not free. Exactly. It makes you so mad. Like, how do you, who do you think you are to do it? I think I'm me. Like, I can do it. Why are you mad? So the freedom that came with that, the fact that people would still come and fake and act a certain way would piss me off. So everything that I do, I do in attempts to break down the walls of religion in the church. I don't want us to be religious anymore. I don't want us to come and pretend and do the church dance, the safe dance, and go home and be in bondage and be in chains. Be yourself. Be free. That is why if you go on my Instagram, people think I'm spiritually fake because one minute I literally will be there blasting Afro beats and doing whatever or playing a future song. The next minute I will give you a deep breath. What? Like, I can because I'm free. <laughs> and people, it pisses people off because they don't know because they have the religious mindset. So that is literally what my purpose is. Everything I do, Sassy and Saved, the whole name, Sassy and Saved. I'm both. I'm Sassy and I'm Saved. Safe, that's I'm right. not going to change who I am. I'm not going to pretend to be someone I'm not just because I'm saved. Obviously, there's improvement. It's not good to be sassy but then again god did make me sassy so there's something good about the sassiness but i'm not gonna fake to be something because i'm saved i am both sassy and saved and the sassy doesn't nullify the saved and the saved doesn't nullify the sassy so everything that i do is to break the walls of religion stop being fake just have a relationship with god and firm it and be bold in it and that's it that is my purpose okay mm-hmm. that's stage one stage one number two is my assignment my oh. assignment which is how i fulfill the purpose is to equip god's people because i'm called to the people in the church i'm not called to unbelievers i'm not you're not going to see me going handing out tracks in the mall and evangelizing i don't care <laughs> I'm called to the people that are. The <laughs> I don't care. Don't. I'm, I'm called to the people that are already in the church and are living in bondage. Uh-huh. So my assignment is to equip the people, God's people, the people that already know Him, have already decided to walk with Him, but are in bondage still, is to equip them with the tools to walk with Jesus authentically again, because breaking down the walls of religion through the teaching of his word what does the word say about us what does it say that's why i'm always if you if you if you listen or follow anything that i do i don't preach i don't give you feel good messages i don't make you feel that i don't do that i tell you what the word says and why it means this and what that means for us that is what i do because i'm equipping you that is what teaching does teaching equips the body It's a Uh gift to equip the body. So that is my assignment. Now, my gifts help me fulfill that assignment. What is the gift? Teaching. It comes easy to me. Faith. It comes easy to me. I can believe the word that I say. Like, I, I read the word and I believe it. And I push it on you. Wisdom comes naturally. Not like, these are gifts that help. And then between, and even further than that is now the methods which is in line with my talents. I'm not the one that's going to hold a, a, hey, let's have a girls event and talk about uh, breaking the walls of religion. You're not, you won't catch me. Absolutely not. Those Mm -hmm. people that go and rent a space and have an event, you won't catch me. (laughs) You will catch me doing a podcast. You will catch me doing something that is like behind the scenes, not really 
out there and yanyebi. Sorry, I had to throw the tree in there, but like you catch me doing some monyo something that doesn't really seem to have a lot of like I use media as a tool because I studied it, so I use media as the tool and as the medium to do it. I'm not the type that would be like, oh come, let's all come together and do I'm like mm, you won't catch me. So it's be reducing it to the point and seeing, okay, that, okay, yeah, sure, I'm called to marketplace. I have all these talents. How are these working for me? Because even before in the world, like when I was like six, seven, I was in, I would, I wouldn't go outside. I would be inside doing computer stuff like lime wire, paint stuff. Like I've always been really good with computer and media all the time that like I'm the kid in the family that my mom would always call do I have Wi-Fi? Yes, you have Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, yes, you do. <laughs> I'm the one that she would call all the time if she needs a computer. Even to today, this morning, she said, because she's a professor, she, this morning she had to do a, a Zoom call with her students, and she asked me, she called me to ask me, how can she Zoom? What does that mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, literally, like that, I've always been that techie computer media thing, so it comes naturally, it's a talent, it's a gift that comes naturally to me, I don't really have a problem explaining myself, teaching, and, and doing that thing, it comes naturally, so naturally, everything that I would do, or the method that I would use to fulfill the purpose, I feel like God gives us the choice of the method that we use, he doesn't really force you, he gives you gifts, talents, and all these things that you can use, and he says, okay, now go out, and and use it to do this, I'm telling you what your purpose is, I'm telling you what your assignment is, but the method, that's up to you, God is not going to force you, God is not going to say, oh, because you have to do this, you have to go and hold a women's event, no, if you're not there, you're not there, like Esther said, knowing what season you're in, if you're not there, you can't do it, you can't do it some people they can't do a podcast they can't they can't but i can so these are the gifts and talents that i've been given and now i can go and use whatever method i want as long as i'm fulfilling the purpose so i think it just comes down to okay you know that you are a jack of all trades and you have a whole bunch of gifts once you've identified your purpose and identified your assignment for the season then you can be like okay let me go with this because what what are we 2020 four three when you first met me i didn't have a podcast and i probably would not if anybody told me at that time to start a podcast absolutely not that's too out there for me i don't know who's hearing my voice i don't know who i'm saying i i was too new to to even accepting the call all i could do at that point was write i have a blog that was my assignment for the season blog but naturally nobody had to tell me to start a podcast it came to me myself and the confidence the courage and the grace and everything that was needed to go that next step came even now i'm getting tired of podcasts i'm getting tired i'm now ready to elevate to somewhere else and the confidence the grace and everything that has come with that new level is now coming like now i'm ready to actually hit the stage four years ago there was no stage in it but now i'm like okay I could do this. Give me a mic. I could go out. So, like, you need to know the assignment of the season, know your strengths, your talents, and be able to utilize. The method is up to you. It's just the purpose and the assignment that is ascribed. But you are in control of the method. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't know. This was very therapeutic for me. <laughs> Conversation. Yay. That's what it's so about, y'all. Like, so you feel like you don't learn some things? Oh, of course. Like, I think, if anything, I got, like, 
a certain sense of like peace that it's okay to be where you are. Like, it is. And it's funny because Kosi, you started with your, your rant about how like people are just doing the most, but like, yeah, like after us talking, it's like, it's okay. Like just chill. It is. You, like you have a lane of your own and you also have like a pace of your own. Don't try to like move out of your lane before your time or whatever the case might be. So be comfortable being where you are and things will make sense. Yeah. Right. Don't allow yourself to be pressured mm-hmm. and just, yeah, it's between you and God and people don't even need to understand. Actually. Exactly. Yeah. I think something I'm also really learning in this season, I'm so, yeah, I'm so grateful for the, the field that I'm in. Like, <laughs> I'm so grateful. It's such an interactive, like programming is so interactive. Nobody, literally nobody does it by themselves. Like that you cannot do it by yourself. Like it's the best. But the one thing I'm really learning is like asking for help and asking questions. When you put on this front of like, I got it. I can grind. I'm a, everyone will treat you accordingly. You don't need help. No problem. (laughs) You know, but it's like, it's such a humbling field that you're just like, I don't know. Like even sometimes a professor doesn't know. <laughs> like you're teaching me and you don't know. That's it's a little, like, it's so everybody needs everybody's help. Like my job, they literally told me your best friend is going to be Google. My job. Yeah. <laughs> my best friend is Google. <laughs> literally. They're like, we don't we're, We don't know. We don't like, nobody knows where everyone's everyone. They're like, there's, everyone is on the same level. <laughs> like everyone is, all of us need help. We all need everybody. If you have questions, ask questions, you need help, ask for help. Like, but if you want to do like, Oh, I have this on my resume and I can do this and I can do that. Then they're really going to treat you accordingly. And then when you don't deliver, yeah. it's your fault. Mm-hmm. And I think like out of this whole thing, like, yeah, definitely. You know, if you feel like you want to grind and you want to have a side hustle and you want to do it, that's fine. But like, just know that you're setting that standard you're putting that pressure and that weight upon yourself that nobody put on you. So imagine T if like, let's say three or four years ago, you felt like, Oh my God, I know I'm called to be a woman of God. I need to spread the gospel everywhere now. And you just like started YouTube and you started a podcast and you started a blog and you started this and you started that. And then two weeks in, you're like, I'm burnt out. Well, yeah, yeah because nobody asked you, but no, you said, Hey, all I do is blog. Yep. That's it. And even then, even that one at that time was like, who is saved in 2014? <laughs> like, because it was like, oh my God, how do you do that? So it's like just being honest with yourself, like being honest with yourself and being honest with God. Like nobody is putting that pressure on yourself that you want to put on yourself. Like this whole, like you have to come out of the quarantine with a new, a new business. That's, it says who? Like, says who have you finished learning all you need to learn have you finished acquiring all the skills you need to have acquired have you asked all the questions have you met with everybody that is doing what you currently want to do and gotten all the tips have you really really sat down and written down step by step your strategy what you plan to do how much it'll cost you what happens if this happens and you know what kind of business do you want how much is like all of that stuff in every single area of your life, in school, in ministry, in marriage, in even social media, like everything that you're planning to do. And I think if you literally, like I said, like literally, like you said, like I said, like you said that I said, you get it? (laughs) It's like, I don't see, like, obviously I want to be married 
to Chris for the next 60 plus years of my life. But like, <laughs> I don't, I beg. Like, <laughs> all I know is, <laughs> like, I cannot. All I know is I'm in the house today. He's in the house today. We give glory to God. Tomorrow we continue. Like, I don't know if I'm going to have my two feet in 60 years. Like, I don't know, you know? I don't know if, what if God decides, God forbid, but if it pleases him that we're not going to be let the family that has biological kids. You know what I mean? Like, you can't plan so much so into your future. Like, yeah, I'm going to have kids and my grandkids and then my grandkids, grandkids are going to look like this. And then there's literally Corona. People are dying. Like, <laughs> everybody's, I was supposed to be flying to America in a couple weeks to go to my brother's wedding. Guess what? Wedding moved, flight canceled. Like, I don't know when next I'll see outside. I don't know. I just bought shoes. I may never wear them. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. But it's like, so you literally have to take it one day at a time. And that doesn't mean you don't plan. You absolutely plan, right? But you literally have to humble yourself and say, this is where I am. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I need help with. Like, I told you guys, like, there's literally a course I know, like, you don't even need to, somebody was asking me like, oh, maybe you asked the professor. I said, no, 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 I'm failing. It's okay. It's okay. Like, <laughs> I'm failing. I don't, <laughs> from week four, the fourth, I remember when I stopped learning, it was the fourth week in. It's a 14 week course. I can't learn 10 weeks of a course in the next two weeks. Like, it's okay. I said, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I know that I failed this course. It, it, like, I know that I didn't learn. I can, I can hand out all the assignments and like technically pass the course, but like I failed because I didn't learn. So there's like, I'm, I know I'm going to have to retake the course because it's not a field where, oh, just because you passed, that means you're, you've like in the interview, nobody asks you what school you went to. They say, can you program this thing? And I know currently today I cannot. I can't, so I'm gonna need to retake that course, and that's okay. And typically, before this kind of thing would make me so depressed, so anxious, I would feel like such a failure. I would feel, oh my god! But it's like literally just humbling myself and being like, okay, I didn't learn. Why didn't I learn? What am I going to do to make sure I learn next time? You know, I succeeded in other classes, but not this class. Why? Like literally, like taking it step by step and, and, and just like, just chill, mm-hmm. chill, breathe, take it one day at a time. Rest. Corona. What are you saying? Rest. Just rest. Rest. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Yo. Don't be lazy. We're not advocating laziness. We're just saying be humble, relax, stay in your lane and move accordingly. Yeah. So I hope that in this Corona season, y'all will listen to this and and really know that it's okay if you don't come out of this thing with a million dollar business it's actually okay as a matter of fact if you cut up on your sleep schedule this time if you no longer have bags under your eyes if somewhere within you there is a piece that passes all understanding that you didn't have before you have moved one foot in front of the other and we're proud of you and god is also proud of you like if you have obeyed his word in this season we're proud of you, and God is also proud of you. If you have learned some new skill, if you have added value to yourself, boom, that's what I'm looking for. Add value to yourself. Like, add some form of value. Like, just value. Just value. Maybe you eat better. 
Maybe you sleep better. Maybe you're more organized. Maybe you clean your house. Maybe who knows? Just add some form of value to yourself. We're proud of you. And God is also proud of you. You got it. 